I have four. Just kidding, we're recording. <laughs> I thought that was about to be like a little iCarly countdown. In three, two, somewhere. Wait, fuck. That's not how it goes. Anyway, what's going on, y'all? <laughs> Welcome to the Off Space Podcast. It's your host with the absolute motherfucking most Chuka offer. And it's your favorite co-host, aka the Boy Wonder. I'm we're trying so hard to get make that one catch on. El Nino as a go off. This nigga wanna be El Nino so bad. He thinks he's Fernando Torres. I gotta carry the mantle. <laughs> R.I.P. to a legend. He's not dead yet, but his pride was. But <clears throat> celebrate life. Celebrate life. More life. Great album. legend. But anyway. <laughs> so how has your week been, dog? Uh, my week's been good, man. A lot of like interesting things this week. Shouts out to the weekend. I'll start off. I'll kind of work in reverse order. Shouts out to the weekend for um, bringing us a snow day, which is something that, again, I feel like always happens like once a year, but it's so infrequent being in the South. So it's kind of nice being able to like enjoy it nigga like, i hate this state. take that shit in <laughs> bro i hate the fact our weather is fucking like you know if bipolar. we had a regular cold weather and then a snow day i would have been stoked for that shit but it was like the day within 32 hours of snow being out there a nigga was jogging outside shirtless yeah but in I, 70 degree weather it's nice though because so many weird things happen when it snows in the south because it's so uncommon <laughs> Me and my friends have created a tradition. Are you trying to buy some Vienna sausages? No, I don't. I'm not going to Kroger and buying out the bread and milk. Like I'm not worried about that. No, we started a tradition where we walk to um, kind of places that are a decent walk away, just to like make a hike and some shit, like a little trek in the snow, and just enjoy like enjoy the scenery and shit. And it's kind of been nice. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, the first time started almost blackout walking a cookout. That was the most miserable walk back I've ever had in my life. This nigga tried to walk somewhere blackout. (laughs) Bro, I'd be trying to Uber around the block (laughs) whenever I'm drunk. We tried to drive and we did a 360 and decided to turn around the first time. Oh yeah, I forgot that was bad, bad. That was like a snowstorm for real though. But this time was a lot less, but we just made like the little morning walk to get some coffee and like just take everything in, which is nice. Shouts out to Matt, by the way. Shouts out to Matt always. Uh, but yeah, moving on, I learned I'm not going to Buckhead anymore. <laughs> Shouts out to the people that we went out with, but Buckhead's actually a cesspool like, and just shit. We have to double down on that just because I believe at least Alex listens, but that is a really dope and fun group of girls. Like, I love going out with them, but when they suggested, like, um, I mean, Whiskey Blue's cool. Like, that place was cool. Yeah, just was a little, little pricey on the drinks, whatever. But then when we went to whatever. Five Paces... I was like, oh, we're hitting into like the Church Hills, like fucking like Moon Dogs, no, like old it, Buckhead vibe. It felt like. Now I don't want to say that, especially on a Black History Day like podcast, Bro. <laughs> but walking into these places didn't feel right on my soul. It felt like a get out moment, though. To you be thought honest. your ancestors were judging you? Oh, for sure. <laughs> it didn't even feel like one of those new age like people come together from different races. This one just felt wrong. Shouts out to the homegirls, though. We'll continue about how you been. But I mean, besides that, again, it's just like a lot of work on the weekdays. But again, it's just staying sturdy on the fact that hard work breeds success. And I mean, a lot of hardworking people fail again. I can't remember who said this quote, but like a lot of hardworking people do fail or not even fail. Like they have setbacks and things, but almost all successful people were hard workers. So you have to keep that mentality sturdy for if you want to accomplish great things. And I know I want to accomplish great things. So it's not letting the day to day like phase me. And it's just getting getting ready and staying active, especially staying active because like really kicked off boxing for real now. And so I'm just happy, man. I'm happy that I'm actually doing it and really getting out out there and after the things I want to be a part of. So how about you, though? Yes, sir. <clears throat> um, 
I've been pretty good, you know, just fighting to stay disciplined, like the everyday fucking uphill battle it is, but it's become easier every day, and I'm starting to notice Mm -hmm. a lot of cool shit, you know, because a main point for me of, like, starting to work out all the time was just for the discipline aspect, like, yes, Mm -hmm. of course, I'm in love with how my body looks now, but I just want to... we know. (laughs) He said we know. He's like, check your Instagram. I was going to say, if you follow this man on Instagram, you know too. (laughs) But it's just like... I like some of the discipline that's instilled, whether it comes to waking up a little bit earlier, getting all of the errands I need done for the day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, because if you start your day like that, you always find a way to like, you're you're already in go mode. You feel me? So it's like whatever you need to do, you get it accomplished. So I like that shit. Plus little stuff. Because one of the things I got tired of telling myself was I used to, I used to, I used to, right? Like I used to be able to dunk. I used to be able to run this fast. I used to be able to that. And like now I've started stretching every single day, which I think is so very important for like 10 to 20 minutes every single day, just holding long stretch poses. Changes life. Changes life, bro. I don't even want to just say like your physique and like getting your body ready to take on like active shit. Life. Like it really improves all aspects of I understand now why white women love yoga so much. That's a cheat code to life. Like it really is a cheat code to life. Like a young man, like I feel everything flowing better i'm so fucking flexible again mm-hmm. and that shit is crazy like i was a kid that could put my leg behind my head and then i got to a point where i couldn't touch my toes anymore like my fat ass you know what i'm saying <laughs> like and so now i'm just flexible as shit again i'm loving that so with shouts out to all of that bullshit but other than that i've been feeling pretty good mentally been feeling excellent physically as we've stated and so now that we're just cranking out everything on the day-to-day i'm just happy to have also accepted a new position at the school working in a certain department i'm not going to drop all of those names and everything because of the fact that that all of the opinions on the Office Space podcast are our own, and I don't want any employers to be. <laughs> this is the little employee disclaimer. Of if you course. find this podcast, uh, take it with a certain certain level of like, all right, certain grain of salt. I mean, y'all follow the dude that. Never mind. But anyways, we're not gonna incriminate. Yeah, I'm not gonna incriminate myself. But shouts out to them. I'm excited to start this venture here soon as well. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. we're gonna hop straight into the heat checks for the week, and then we're gonna get into new music. A little bit of everything else but we have a special segment which i don't know if we should do right before new music to kind of kick it off or save it for near the end of the podcast like how, what are you uh, i say let's go ahead and knock it out towards the beginning because it's something that needs to be paid proper respects and so if listeners don't always make it to the end and things like that i want them to at least take out this from the podcast for we'd sure. love if y'all listen to the whole podcast <laughs> but <laughs> no of course of course but so my heat check for this week is going to be Brent Fayaz just dropped an album which is outstanding. I'm a huge fan of this motherfucker. I've been telling people his music is five for so long. I'm so happy every single time. He's one of those artists. Everybody has those artists that are near and dear to their heart to where you hear somebody even mention their name and you just instantly gain like a, a, a little link to that person. You're like, oh, I love these motherfuckers mm-hmm. too. And Brent is one of those for me. He's got one of the best voices in the game. To me, once again, it's all opinions, but the song is called Clouded on the album Fuck the World, and I think everybody should just go check out the whole album. The whole album's a fucking heat check, Mm -hmm. but definitely Clouded is the one for me at the moment. It changes every day. It changes every day. That's that's fire. I know I still need to listen to the whole album, but I already have my expectations up because I love his music, and I know it's not going to disappoint. It's always fire. But before I say my heat check, you know, funny on like... You, what you were saying about like artists that are near and dear to you is just from the sound like instant appreciation i feel like snow allegra has become one of those people oh that's one of so those. when i hear that people say like they fuck with her it's like all right you're cool but snow allegra is so beautiful <laughs> and her voice so crazy her voice is magnificent man <laughs> but uh my heat check for this week is comes from an artist again i feel like has been mentioned on here several times now but little cj casino 
And yes, the, sir. And the song is called Stop, Drop, and Roll. First off, y'all already know I'm not the type to listen to that much, like, fucking, like, gutter trap. But his music is fire. Bro, That I, I tried so hard. And I'm happy he came around because there is going to be an apology from me to Ezigo at some point in this podcast as well. But like, I'm never going to apologize for not listening bro, to either tears yet, too. I promise you. Because it was just all timing. Yeah. I, you know I was going to yeah, come Yeah, I was about to, to say it. I could give a fuck about that. I was just about to say, I was about to get straight into the um the one song that I gave them beforehand as like a funny one, as like a flip yeah. to get into. It's a song called Times Three by CJ Casino. And he did a Toxic by Britney Spears flip. And that shit is magnificent. And if you want to search it. Oh my God. <laughs> it's going to be like X3, but it's Times Three. Yeah. But no, that is actually <laughs> a great song. And what was yours again? Reset for the... So again, uh, my song is called Stop, Drop, and Roll by Lil CJ Casino. Yes, sir. Y'all should go check it out. And then I'm going to do a very, very brief run-through. And the reason I say a brief run-through is because a lot of these songs just came out. And I do wish people would you know, give a little bit more time to digest. We will say some things on certain songs, but I don't have a full opinion on certain albums of these. So I don't want to like say something right now that's going to sway the listeners. If anything becomes outstanding to me, you know what I'm saying? Like We're the kind of podcast and the kind of people that will happily backtrack. Like If something... You heard how we talked about the fucking Roddy Rich's album like a few weeks after it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Calling it like the greatest album ever, like that kind of shit. So I promise you, if it catches us like that, we're going to come back. But um, the stuff that dropped this week, um, I'll start with singles. There was Blueface dropped a single called Obama featuring DaBaby. Really good. And that really song good. is actually hard. There's Nicki Minaj dropped a single called Yikes. And I wanted to give a big, big up to Nicki on this one because a lot of the time she's been hit or miss for me in the recent years. You know, Barb's, I don't want you to once again attack my mentions because I do love our queen. But Nicki came through and she delivered on this one. Super snapped. And then... R&B is back, baby. <laughs> With the good singles. R&B is back, baby. Again, I like Yummy. I'm Yummy, just going to go ahead and say that. Yeah, I Yummy was that. a cool song. Don't get me wrong. But it's like... with. The bar I set for Justin Bieber was too high for Yummy to be the first thing I heard from him in years. You know what I'm saying? Way too high. Way, way, way too high. Because Justin Bieber is one of those that just like through all adversity and bullshit for the reasons that niggas should not listen to his music for real. Mm-hmm. Like he just put out such quality that it was just like, I'm a peep. <laughs> and so, and so he dropped a single called Intentions featuring Quavo. That shit is heat rock. Mm-hmm. So you should definitely listen to that whenever you have a chance as well. There was also the single Get Me featuring Kaylani that was also really fucking good. I feel like he just makes good music in general though. So sure. it's kind of it's really kind of hard to miss when you're Justin Bieber, but Exactly. And Justin Bieber when other people was writing is undefeated. <laughs> undefeated. <laughs> Bring back that sure Justin Bieber. <laughs> need it. Need it. Cuz the second I saw the writers credits, I said, "Oh, it wasn't primarily him like Yummy was." Yeah, of course it's going to be hard. Mm. Of course it's going to be hard. But then Eli Soster dropped a single as well called New Level. That shit goes crazy. Y'all know I'm a big fan of Eli, and I've been shouting him out on this podcast for a little while. And so I think y'all should definitely listen to that whenever you get a chance to. And some of the projects that came out this week that I think were worth mentioning was the Brent Fayaz project, Fuck the World, and Meet the Woo 2 by Pop Smoke. And a lot of people have their reservations mm. about Pop Smoke. Welcome to the party. Bro, it's because it's literally 13 songs that all sound the same, but they're all hard every say, time. If you have that unique of a voice... <laughs> you know, if one if it's the first project that I'm hearing from you, like complete, I'm not mad at it. You know what I'm saying? Like next project, I hope it sounds a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. But this one, I bumped all 13, happy as hell. I'm sitting there laughing. I'm enjoying myself. I'm in the gym going crazy yeah. to meet the Wu Two. I'm like, yo, okay, welcome to the party, part one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. 
<laughs> but they're hard. I listen they're to hard. Pop Smoke and I feel like I need to fight somebody. And I'm not even aggressive like that. <laughs> and another one that I did miss um, going through this um, just breakdown of the music that came out this week is a song called Spooky by Jay Critch. You already know Jay Critch is the king of New York. So whenever he comes out with that flame, that fire pack, we got to talk about it. So that's it for the new music, at least that I had. Oh, just in um, case I might be missing something. My rotation's been honestly me going back, and I feel like it. Uh, <laughs> bro, you look at these two of some of my recent last albums that I listened to, and it's just like, you know what vibe I've been on. Oh, uh, this motherfucker, <laughs> Maroon Five, fucking Songs Snow Allegra was a classic. Songs about Jane from Maroon Five, man. Everyone had to love that because I've never met a person that didn't. For sure, for sure. But that's back when niggas actually fuck with Maroon 5. And then they came out in Atlanta and niggas remember they didn't fuck with them like they thought they used to. <laughs> yeah. Yo, shout out to the Pantheon having a show here soon. We gotta buy tickets, man. We do need to buy tickets because that's another collective that we fuck with. And then tickets is like $15. I was right say 12 I think. Like, like, gotta go support for the 12 For the Chipotle? It's like, you know I, I spent that on a drink. You, you know? know what I'm saying? Like, no, really. Let me spend that on an experience. Really, though. I bought two drinks for us at Whiskey Blue and spent $40. I can definitely buy the Pantheon ticket. But... Um, um, you go ahead and and I'm gonna start this next segment before by saying I apologize to Ezigo for last week making faces and laughing at his idea of recognizing a black person during Black History Month every single week. I think that's actually a wonderful idea. I was just in my jokey, you know, funny mode. But on a real serious note, like that is something that we should be doing. And so we're gonna have some current, we're gonna have some old, but we're gonna sit here and every single week we're gonna each pick one person. That is just an African-American throughout the history of the United States that we feel like highlighted. Because it's important because a lot of these people are overlooked, especially in U.S. history, while, you know, they contributed so heavily to a lot of things that are prevalent nowadays, whether they be everyday inventions, political systems or things like that. A lot of black people had uh, a big impact on so. We're going to just go ahead and start bringing these names to the forefront to help educate some listeners on them. And again, we're not going to go into too deep of dives because we know we have limited time here on the podcast. But again, if you're ever uh, genuinely curious about some of the individuals we mentioned, we do implore you all to go ahead and do a little bit more research on them and just dive a little bit more into like uh, learn about their lives. But so I will go first. And the individual I wanted to talk to was prevalent for uh, most of the 20th century and his name is Ralph Bunch. Uh, Ralph Bunch is an American, uh, was an American political scientist, academic, and diplomat who uh, attended universities at UCLA. He was the valedictorian of his high school. He attended UCLA where he uh, received his degree. He moved on and did uh, got a degree from Harvard in his, for his master's as well as his doctorate. And he did a research at uh, Harvard again and in uh, the London School of, at a university in London. And um, he also was on the chair of like, I think he was like a overseer or whatever at, on the chair at uh, Howard University, where he took his education and talents to help teach like an upcoming bunch in a predominantly like, not in a historically black college university. And um, some important things that I wanted to mention on Ralph because he was an individual that was not just very educated, but he took his education and implemented it with some like, with a visionary mentality. So some things he was really big on, he was huge on civil rights. Obviously, if you're a black person, 
who wants to see the better uh, a better future for your people growing up in the 20th century when you're living in times of segregation and like heavy racism still and not like that's not around now but you know prior to like uh like ni- the 1960s and whatnot there's he was a crucial part in seeing a lot of changes made he was involved in the marches he like every other black person at the time was at that march of washington you know <laughs> like every other one what the fuck there were every the masses no for sure, for sure for sure for sure but anyway and so yeah some notable things from him he was the first black person to receive the Nobel peace prize and he received uh, it for being a mediator in the Arab-Israeli conflict. He was able to help diffuse that situation and end... This nigga said diffuse. Diffuse. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you just say shit the way you want to. I know damn well how it's said, and I'm still going to say it like that. Was able to diffuse. Diffuse. Uh, tensions that were taking lives at the time. And it didn't actually start off like that, but he was the aide to... Uh, Swedish diplomat who was the actual like chief uh, mediator in the situation but he ended up getting the Swedish dude ended up getting assassinated which you know the political realm is nefarious for certain things but um, (laughs) (laughs) these niggas love killing niggas (laughs) but he he ended up stepping up and actually taking the helm of like the role of just being the main mediator and it's noted from like uh, I guess the uh, Israeli correspondent that he was probably the biggest part in why conflict actually like settled down and not just that a lot of the talks happened over them just playing pool that's fire and talking and that's over fire. a billiards table and them just constantly games playing pool and just trying to talk and like you know see that you could just coexist and things like that and just like trying to figure out how to build a more peaceful future of course and again like even past that like he won other awards he helped not only start the un but actually help was an integral part in running it as well as um trying to advocate for black people to step up and be a part of these organizations that are going to be world changing and to be have their voices heard and he was just a person who spoke so highly of peace and not in a way that you're resentful of the past and kind of like hate people but in a way that you could take that combined with the mamba mentality to like ensure that you know all people can coexist live together and not just you know people won't be violent towards you, but you'll be able to partake with the proper opportunities that others also uh, have. And Amen. so I don't know if I did as much respect to Ralph as I wanted to, but Dr. Ralph Bunch was an incredible individual that I think a lot of people out there should look into and should learn a little bit more about. Hey, super shout out to Dr. Ralph Bunch then. Big revolutionary. And in all honesty, there's no segment with prominent people that we're ever going to have on the off space that is ever going to do full respects to these people. Mm-hmm. Just being completely honest, because they had a lifetime of work. We're trying to fit it into a segment inside yeah. a pod. You feel me? So just super shout outs out to these people. And y'all should definitely look them up afterwards just to see who they are, what they've done, and if you're interested in a little bit of their life story. And for me, I'm going to do someone a little bit more current just because of how prominent this person has been in my life as of late and has been a big factor in my um, fucking change, to be honest. Like, huge change. Like Because my life looks a 180 compared to what it looked like at the end of 2019. And... That person's name is David Goggins. He wrote a book called Can't Hurt Me, which I believe that everybody should check out and everybody should read because I believe it could change all of your lives too. But just like a very quick rundown about this person, he was 
a 300 pounds person like that was like a cock spraying for cockroaches and he decided that he wanted to be a navy seal they told him no he quit a bunch of times he was broken down all of this jazz but then he asked himself really why not and then he assumed this persona of the hardest motherfucker in the world is what he self-proclaims and calls himself because he truly believes that anybody can do anything on this planet and most people are restricted by the thoughts in their head to say over and over that you can't do this, you can't do that, and you know our limitations and our fears. But once you dive into those fears head on and you realize how powerful you truly are as a singular human being, then you could achieve anything you want. Mm -hmm. And really, I can go on for hours about this person, but that is just like the base of his philosophy. And if it's anything that you believe in, if there's anything you want to achieve, like, hey, like once again, like he was a 300 pound person, went into the seals. I was 270 plus like starting to push that shit myself like looking horrible feeling terrible and now i i'm gonna look like a greek within the next few weeks you know what i'm saying like like we're talking about zeus type shit like i look outstanding and it's because of the fact that i just changed my mental from oh i don't have time every day i'm too busy i'm this i don't want to run i don't want to lift weights i don't want to do that and once again i'm not advocating for everybody to want to go do physical things a lot of his stuff was physical but really i took that as like a take life by the rain you know what I'm saying regardless of what you want to do like if you want to be in film then start saving up that money so you can start getting programs so you can start doing this so you can start working it's just about making tangible plans to accomplish everything that you can or want to in this life without ever actually saying no it's not self-help it's finding yourself it's a difference because self-help all of these people like to give you like five to ten step plans that don't work for everybody and that don't really work when this is literally just you believing in human beings and yourself and your ability and to achieve what to you can there. and putting in the work because you have to suffer to achieve anything and a lot of us feel like there's an easy route or like a quick route to things and there's not for anything that you really want in life man wanted to start doing ultra marathons and told himself you know what fuck it i've never done it before but i'm gonna at least see what i got never ran a single I marathon do this and then ran a hundred over a hundred miles in 24 uh, less in than his 24 first hours. attempt because he just willed his way through it he broke afterwards oh that man said he, he was he, he was said it was the worst weight pain he's ever felt in his life but him sitting in the bathtub not being mm -hmm. able to move his body he did he told his wife at the time that she she needed to wait a few minutes before calling an ambulance literally so he could get to the hospital because he wanted to revel in that pain because of the fact that he, he did it. it he did mm -hmm. it he did what was said to be impossible and what couldn't be done and that's how you need to tackle most things in life so shout out to david goggins that's definitely someone that is the shortest amount of time a human being's needed to join my short list of people that i need to meet on this planet but i need to meet someone with a mentality like that and thank them for what they've done for me and so moving right along to the next segment, we have bum 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 drum roll please. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. There's no fucking drum roll. <laughs> niggas are niggas got no fun. <laughs> what the fuck? Yo, those sound effects. Was was that the keyboard or was that me? No, nah, that was you. <laughs> but I mean, just because I was on Instagram and I asked this question earlier, but a lot of people have been replying and it's been actually really I mean, I do these little questions every week or two mm -hmm. on Instagram and people are interactive and it's dope. Cool. But like one today I asked is like, what was everybody's little celebrity crush? Right. Like your first celebrity crush, whether it be a cartoon, because one chick told me it was like the gadget chick from the Winx 
Club. <laughs> if any of y'all watched the Wigs Club, I was like, oh, that's fine. That's baller. Everyone had the little cartoon crush as a kid, too. Yeah, so one you can't person, even cap on that. Oh, yeah, one. one person said TJ Detweiler. Like, somebody <laughs> else said fucking um, Roxanne from a Goofy movie. Shouts out my nigga Jason Wani. Because that man really has been down for a Goofy movie his whole life. Like, that is crazy. But, man, that's a great movie. Don't get me wrong, but loved. Loved a Goofy movie more than I've ever seen a human being love it. But mine personally was just like, this is definitely a tangent of a conversation, but mine personally was, <laughs> right? What? No, no, no. I saw the TJ Dent while I was like, hold on, I hold on. I was like, that's funny as fuck. Recess? It was recess, TJ? But anyways, <laughs> like mine was, I had three. I had three, but the first mm-hmm. one, period, was Britney Spears. And I have to accept that fact. Like my little Nigerian ass, like was sitting in front of the TV one day. I saw Britney performing, like whatever song was the first one that blew up. I think it was Oops, I Did It Again. And the way she was just shaking it and just <laughs> dancing up there, like my little ass. Like imagine, that's how you knew I wasn't cultured to the world. Like I saw a little, little bit of white girl ass. I was like, oh, I need it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I was just, little, I was just like a little horny bastard. It started the deviant. Well, it definitely started the deviant because then I found the little late night Girls Gone Wild commercials. Real ones know about those. We're not going to talk about those too it was, much. It was, right it was never even the programs. It was always the commercials of like the, the erotic shit that was like, oh, as a kid what because they'd be like 15 minute commercials that's all i need they give you a whole commercial i'd be sitting there with like censored out titties just like uh never mind (laughs) i I was about to really go on a tangent you can imagine i really felt myself back then bro i made a fucking time capsule back then i I made a time capsule and i wrote down girlsgonewild.com and i was like chuka when you're 18 remember this because you need to be 18 to go on those sites i really thought you needed to be 18 that's how you know you were like really young like that's how you know i was a real because there was a point where i was eight yeah <laughs> like there was a point where everyone realized I'm not waiting till I'm 18. Which yeah, it was Britney Spears, Hillary Duff, and Topanga. Who are your first little childhood crushes? Uh, so the biggest one, because I was thinking on this when you were when you presented the question, like I don't, I can't remember that far back, like who it would have been. But then all of a sudden we're just chilling here, post Taco Bell, feeling like shit, and then it set in. I was like, you know what? My heart was taken when I was like four years old watching The Little Rascals, and I saw Darla on the screen. I was like, she's it. Oh, she Darla was, was a little bad. She the one. He was like, she called. She called. <laughs> no, damn well at that point, she was probably like 14. <laughs> I think it was four. But like in you the video. you like younger dudes? In the movie, she was my age, you know? So it was just like, fuck it, I'm here. No, I felt like Alfalfa, heart beating out of my chest. <laughs> <laughs> nigga looked like Alfalfa. Oh, wow, huh? <laughs> no that's crazy as fuck but speaking on just bringing it back to music for a second just because this was one of the funnier things i saw all week because of how desperate this person seems in the public eye we're talking about baby girl selena gomez and i say baby girl in like the disappointed father type of baby girl i don't want this to be taken as like the sexual or like the like you're like your girl type shit no i still still see wizards of waverly play selena and every day i see some like goofy stuff from her sometimes it's just like come on Every day she straight. Let's go, let's go back to the winner. Bro, let's go back to the winner. I dude, loved you know? Wizards of Waverly Place, Selena. I wanted to marry her. I didn't think she could do wrong. And then she then. started speaking, and it wasn't scripts. And then you realize you didn't like her as much as you thought you did. Because <laughs> she was talking about how she was the first... Or if, if y'all... Just a little backstory... Um, there's a lot of like with the Selena in the box situation, like you we remember her begging people to stream her shit so that she would be number one instead of the box. So you could tell accolades may, meant a lot to her. And then Selena's been one of the number one people that's been accused of the stream farm shit because like she's constantly one of the top streaming female artists in the world. But 
And once again, the United States doesn't run everything. You know what I'm saying? So maybe like Latin countries are going crazy for Selena. The so, thing is, I don't so, think no, they no, no. Are. I just want to give a little bit of a buffer. Just something. Just something. Just something. I, I want to believe Bro. it. I don't think because they are. I've never walked into a room ever in my whole life and someone said, "Yo, turn on that Selena." Gomez. Look, look. I, I'll be honest right now. I got a hundred dollars for five people who can screenshot and send to me Selena Gomez as one of their top three most listened to artists because it's not going to happen because that's impossible right it's not going to and so selena's been doing a lot of fraudulent things right and so this time she announced that she was the fastest makeup brand to reach a million followers on instagram or something like that like in the quickest time because she announced her she announced her makeup brand and then 24 hours later she had a million followers on instagram and so people were like oh that's crazy like oh congrats congrats but then people dug it up and they figured out she had an old page on her Instagram that was a side page from one of her tours that had a million followers, mm-hmm. and she just changed the at name, and then she said she reached a million followers in 24 Bro, hours. but if that's not genius marketing. What kind of loser? If that's not genius marketing. <laughs> no, no, no. Marketing. Okay, we, we'll call it genius marketing. That's cool. But what kind of fucking loser <laughs> do you have to be to whip that shit out? You are a fucking dweeb. Um, she saw Rihanna's worth a billy. Look, she saw Kyrie's worth, Kylie's worth a billy, and she said, you know what? I'm about to join these niggas. I'll say this. I'll say this. She's bold. She's she bold. She bold because she completely underestimated the intelligence of, of of people out here in the world to figure out that something was off. Because she's been pulling the scam for so long in other ways, she's just so confident in this at this point in time that people are stupid. And I respect that and the fact that she's bold because I don't believe that everybody out there is beautiful. Maybe it's smart, a part of her marketing, things, but she knows we're gonna talk about it because that shit is egregious. We're talking about it right now because that shit is egregious. She's doubled down on her belief that we're just idiotic. She thinks we're idiots. She thinks we're idiots and it's okay. You know what? It's okay, Selena. I wish you the best in life. Bieber's in a better place right now. So I I want you to stay far away from our R&B king. Just in case you were ever thinking about some shit like that. Bieber had Lyme disease and niggas thought he joined a cult, bro. I, I didn't forget. I, I did think for, he joined a cult. I I'm didn't not forget you. I did. I did. I was like, that man seems like he's going through it. I don't know, man. That nigga found Jesus when he had Lyme, and oh, I really beautiful. thought he joined a cult. <laughs> that is so fucked. I'm a, am I a shit person? His mortality <laughs> came into mind, and he started going back and finding his spirituality. Like, niggas, that shit's beautiful. Niggas all thought he was off the wall, bro. But I wasn't. No, no, no. I'm not gonna say I was a shitty person because I wasn't alone. Any one of y'all listening, I probably had conversations with a lot of you. We were all like, "Oh, Bieber's tripping right now." That's why you don't form these conspiracy theories with niggas off of Twitter. No. I refuse to. Now you gotta form conspiracy theories. You just gotta smoke and go in your room and just let the tinfoil go crazy. <laughs> let the tinfoil go crazy. I'd be in my room looking like fucking. You start pirate. seeing the hamster running on the wheel. It was just all the bad ideas coming to mind. I'd be in my room looking like a pirate looking for treasure, bro. I'd be on the computer conspiracy theories. <laughs> But the thing is, no, no, no. I won't even say that because there's a lot of people that watch those little conspiracy YouTube videos. I don't even watch videos or do any research. My conspiracy theories are always just wild shit I think to myself. Always wild shit. Like 2 a.m., 1 a.m. laying in bed in your stone. It's just like, what is... I'll call Ezgo and tell him my conspiracy theories. A lot of the time, this nigga will just look at me like... Mm-hmm. Dude, it's just like, I, I don't partake in conspiracies anymore. When the two most prevalent ones were people trying to tell me that... The Illuminati was the biggest secret society in the world in 2019, and that Jay Z was the head of them. I didn't believe. That's when I wanted to really take a step back. Oh, that was dumb, though. That was just dumb. Yeah, no, completely coupled with the flat Earth, because there are just certain things that don't make sense, you know. And I feel like if anything, going back on the Illuminati one, why would an organization that that big and powerful that y'all claim have Jay Z, who's not even who's worth a fraction of the wealth that Jeff uh, Bezos has be the leader of the secret society that runs everything 
That doesn't make sense. Bro, it's just like the one thing that killed me when niggas was trying to say that Hove was the leader of the Illuminati. It's like, all right, cool. Let there be a secret society and let Hove be a member. That's fine. Let's just jump through those hurdles. Let's just y'all, jump. y'all, y'all yeah. thought they were going to let a nigga be the leader of the secret society full of rich people? Bro, black people. <laughs> you thought it was going to be a black person? Black people are still disenfranchised. I don't know, man. Like, society, like society doesn't really set that up for probability. Like, probability, that's probably not it. But, you know, moving on. Because we're not conspiracy theorists. Oh, yeah, true. I don't even know where we went on that tangent. Oh, yeah, but, fuck Selena. But, but <laughs> I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. I definitely do wish the best for her and that she comes finds her uh, spirituality and shit, too. But, you know, moving on, things some, that we are theorists, though. Some more music. Some more music a little bit. And we have been theorists on this one for a little bit. So, everybody go ahead and I want you to throw your diamonds in the air like you just don't care. Mm. Because we got we to gotta throw the rock up. Illuminati time. Niggas, diamonds are forever. <laughs> Someone tweeted this week that their album was coming out. And it's someone that we didn't believe. In 40 days, by the way. Wait. Wait. So I'm scratching my head for a second. And, this, this might be that left field Chuka City of trying to surprise me. And right? it's someone that we said, we've been talking about on this off space. We've made it a joke, a running joke on the off space, talking about, oh, this shit is like Jay Alec album. No. Jay Alec actually said his oh, album's coming out no, in 40 days. No, we talked about this, bro. I got my hopes up thinking it was Rihanna first. No, 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 no. I really no, was about to cry a little bit, bro. No, Reese lied to us too long and too consistently. Bro, you see tears forming. I thought it was Rihanna. Bro, if Rihanna's album is announced that whole week, I don't care who announces music. I'm not talking about them. I'm only going to talk about Rihanna's album. And then we're going to take a video of us crying, listening to the album. And that's going to be the podcast for the week. Niggas aren't going to get an actual podcast because I need it. Oh, my I need goodness. It. I need it. The only thing I need almost as badly, different tier of as badly, but almost as badly, is Isaiah Rashad's album. But Oh, that, those are definitely in similar veins. But Similar veins for sure. But we need that Isaiah Going album. on about that Jay Light album, Rashad. it's just like... I never thought it happened. <laughs> I thought it was gone like detox. Like, I thought yeah. it was like a myth, like Dre shit. There was just certain things I chalked up to the game. Like, you know, at least Lauren Hill said she was done. I just kind of figured, <laughs> like, she told her she's good with music. I figured Jay Leg just put himself in the same category, but just wasn't going to come out and say it. But exactly. I, I guess he really meant it. And if he really drops an album, he's just a testament to you'll get music when you get it. Bro, and not even just that, not even just that, because I'm sure this nigga's recorded like 87 albums in this time and just throwing them out. Like, Hove got probably like 13 J. Alec albums just in the tuck where he's never going to release them. It's just like, oh, I like listening to this while I drink wine and look at my $400 million paintings at my house music for Hove because J. Alec raps like that. But it's like, Just Blaze tweeted about it. Hove favorited it. I think it might actually be coming out this time. That's cool. He said 40 days. He said 40 days. When people put a hard deadline like that, I know to give it... He's six, tweeted about it before, though. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, giving, it six, I'm giving it 60 days. <laughs> Not 40, because I don't believe that. There's still a certain level of colored people time that you have to throw into account to where I don't believe, I don't believe the 40. But if I see it this year... What's the over-under? What, do you believe that, that it's actually going to come out? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think it's like... 60% chance is actually I coming think, out this time. I think they know. Which is a lot higher than the zero I had it before. I think they know at this point not to mention it, unless it's really going to happen. Because I haven't heard a lot of mention on it recently. So the fact that it is, and like certain people are interacting with it, I believe is coming out. It's just uh, it's 40 days now. It's coming in within two months, though. I'm just going to be one of those that once I open my phone and I see J Electronica, I'm going to download it immediately. And I'm going to go listen to it. But until then, I don't know if I'm sold yet. 
But <laughs> moving on from Jay Elect and the Myth, because this nigga is a liar. No, great rapper though, great rapper. <laughs> but if this if, if this album doesn't come out, I'm deleting all of the exhibits from my fucking phone. Or they're gone. I don't want to hear this nigga voice no more. This nigga already pulled the biggest fast one in the world, like get, marrying that fucking billionaire or whatever the fucking shit. That's cool, man. And this nigga, I'm not gonna lie, he that's... don't need to make music no more. Does anyone need to though? It should just be the passion, man. Nigga, fuck passion. I'm trying to get paid. I'm trying to stand in front of a, a stand on top of a Tahoe and dance like I'm stunner for Vegas. All right, Blueface. Blueface, baby. Yeah, I... <laughs> that's funny as fuck. But um, I guess that's it for the most part. We have the that's it for the most part of music related shit. Now I'm gonna get real serious, real quick, and I know this is gonna be a real 180 from and what we were talking look, about. Look, before we even get into this, y'all. If I ask you to tune into a lot of things, I need, I need you to tune into this one because I know we talk about a lot of important things. <laughs> well, a lot of some, especially like this month of bringing like the black history of like people and everything and just really trying to educate y'all. It's like, this is a very important one we have to talk on though in general of around like just conversations because we're not about to let a man who isn't even buried yet get disrespected. But I'm going to let Chuga go ahead and give you a little bit of a... I'm gonna get. I'm, I'm gonna precursor to like what's going on and kind of lay out the situation. I'm gonna run because a lot of people don't know what's oh, going on. Oh, for sure. I'm gonna run into it for a second. But first things first and foremost, every single podcast this month, just like we've motherfucking said when it happened, and just like it's going to be every week until this podcast is done for the month, is going to be dedicated to Kobe motherfucking being Bryant. So that is just set in stone, and that is it. And so this past week, Gail King did an interview with Lisa Leslie, which is somebody that considers Kobe Bryant a brother to her. And they've been friends for two decades, like two plus decades now. It's been over 20 years, actually. And just L.A. Like, legends. L.A. legends, for sure. Just like close, close friends. And during the interview, she asked her a lot of you know things about Kobe and his legacy, etc. But then randomly during the interview, asked if it would be affecting Kobe's legacy at all for with like some of the charges and things in the past. First off, you knew presenting that would affect it, and you knew and, what you were doing. And uh, let me get my shit off on this for a second, then I'm gonna let you say what you have to say. Usually, we'll usually do a little bit more of a back and forth, but I gotta talk about this one for real. All right, just like every single other person on the planet, when I first saw that, I wanted to immediately, I wanted to immediately cuss this person out. I wanted to call her all of these names. I wanted to just be like, I wanted to be the angry, emotional person that this shit caused me to be because mm -hmm. of the fact that I cared so much about the motherfucker. And he ended up being one of my number one, you know, my number one idol and my biggest hero. And he's just recently passed. And this man's not even in the ground yet. Like his memorial is on the 24th in L.A. We are going to be tuned in to watch that. And we're definitely going to give for a recap sure. of that. I promise I'm going to cry while I watch that shit for surely early. But... Hey, what's up, DJ? He just he got back. Hurt. But <laughs> but I will say this in regards to Gail, even bringing that up while the whole thing was going on. One, just like everybody else, I was emotional initially, right? And then I came back and I sat down to myself and I thought because of some things that I heard, A, like... There, there was a couple like long form posts on Twitter that I read about it from different celebrities. But B, just like one a certain things that Maul actually said on the Joe Budden podcast, which brought it into light for me as well, because we were all emotional at that time. It's I don't appreciate 
how certain people were using that situation to be the first ones to like dog K um Gale and just like be the clickbaity like yell at this person and just like call her a bitch and rat face and like all of that out of calling a woman out of her name like I really don't respect and appreciate that because that's something that you should never do you should never do it and being respectful but I understand the emotion there that being said all you wanted from her first off was to be respectful so it's like you're not going to reward nasty behavior with nasty behavior back so that being said i'm going to try to say this in the most eloquent way that i can say possible i and she is we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna lead with love on this one she is probably one of the best journalists in the game like genuinely like there are many accounts of people in the past that have been interviewed by her and she does her research she's always studying she tries to get herself in there but she knew what she was doing there she knew what she was doing there immediately and and i want to say i will not be watching i will not be talking about past this week i will not be giving credence to or any views of any shape size or form to anything having to do with gail king because of this level of disrespect because at the end of the day like gail is an older black woman right kobe is one of the spearheads of black one of the spearhead leaders of black men in this community and in this world before he passed away Mm -hmm. and so to for you to go before a man is even buried like vanessa and her kids like one of her kids is fucking 18 19 years old now like it's an older they're kid grieving, you know what i'm saying man. like they're grieving like this is someone old enough that they are on twitter you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying they are on social media and for them to get on the number one trending thing to be a video like this vanessa used to sit next to kobe during those press releases looking so fucking uncomfortable <laughs> looking so fucking mm-hmm. like unread before it was even dismissed before they even looked at the evidence which these people are trying to obviously get k- clicks and we're not going to go into the case that much but they found like so many different forms of specimens on this woman and she ended up dismissing it and she retracting her statement i don't know if they paid her just so they would stop Every, no one knows about all of the um nuances that go into things like that so i'm not going to dive into that but he was definitely that was passed off he's shown throughout so much of his no i won't even go into bat on defending kobe on this one i'm just talking to gail at this moment or talking to people that may think like her or may think on that same van it's like where do we have a base level of human decency and respect? Yeah. The whole Altabelli family, you know, the pilot, Gigi, and Kobe passed away on that helicopter. Passed, there was ride. another family. And there was another family on there as well, which I apologize for not knowing at this moment, but RIP to them as well. They just passed away. Yeah. All of those people looked up to the person, the mm-hmm. helicopter that they were riding with, right? And in the memory of all of those people, the first thing that you thought was going to be a good question to ask about this man's legacy during this interview was a question like that. That's disgusting. That's vile. That's something that I would wish upon nobody else, especially during a grieving time. This woman is still postpartum with their newest child, which I can only imagine the emotions and the stress and the bullshit women go through during that time period, Mm -hmm. let alone losing her husband and losing her daughter and only have to relive all of these moments because of the number one trending topic from fuck ass CBS that used that click because they knew that was going to be the most clicked click. So I feel like there's a few things to note here. And like Chuka said on a basic human level, because I know a lot of these comments, first off, I'm, uh, actually, I'm going to say that first. Look, like there's a lot of talk how we can get into that a black woman who understanding how big of an influence Kobe was and an icon role model and like, uh, and and just what he embodied being excellence in his purest form and hard work for a group of people that 
are still trying to find found have their identity but are still trying to find it in the greater scheme of the world and really become members of the world elite just taking on like their talents to whatever they can how far they can get in like in an international sense knowing how many people you're affect uh speaking bad on a person like that that affected so many people that's nasty but it's it's the way she did it and like you should have a basic like again a level of human respect where you're just not even going to go there because even past like the race thing this is just a human uh, a human being who again's family is fucking grieving still he's not buried like this is still so fresh in the minds of so many people and you're automatically trying to bring in the scandals it's like let um really let let the man rest in peace in general shouldn't even be addressed shouldn't even be brought up this is history and it's something that their family i'm, I'm sure um their children had to deal with at some point you know just growing up and hearing about it and like coming to terms with like scandals in their own family and something they've had to do but now having it readdressed when they're like going through this that's different but she brought it up in a way where she didn't necessarily want to be the bad guy because you could tell the way she presented it was like oh this isn't going to come back on me i'm just presenting it in an objective manner does this affect his legacy does it do that it's like first off you know by bringing it up it is going to affect his legacy especially when his legacy is getting cemented because you know when people die and like the uh lasting memories of like when they're being remembered and shit before you know time fades and like you know we really just reflect on who they were these moments are pivotal moments to how they're remembered. So you know when you're doing it, you're trying to make sure that that is almost like a scarlet letter that's going to be there forever, cemented with his name. And that's nasty, especially going after it and presenting it to someone who was like a sister to him. It's like, what what kind of a response did you even want to evoke from her? And that's the one thing I will interject and say right here is big, 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 big fucking shout out to Lisa Leslie for the way that she was able to sit there and turn that question around, right? Because the way she handled that, she's a better person than me. Because if I was sitting in front of Gail right there, and I'm not gonna advocate like hitting women or anything of that nature, but I really might've spit on that person. Like I know that's incredibly disrespectful, that's incredibly unprofessional, but I would have at minimum stood up and left. So mm -hmm. the fact that Lisa was able to finish it out and she was able to deal with that situation, that shows a high level of professionalism. I could only, under, I could only imagine Someone that that was family for her, that the level of blood boiling and how she felt on the interior during mm -hmm. that. So big shout out to Lisa Leslie. And I would have loved for Gail, even if she wants to get her shit off, to get her shit off. And for the amount of people that made it into the deal that it is now. So it's even a relevant topic. I wouldn't I don't wouldn't want to be speaking on this. But the only reason I'm speaking on it again is because of how popular it's become. And I want to be a part of the community that fights how uh, this can leave like a negative lasting impression on his legacy because I don't think it should. So otherwise, I feel like I wish that she would have gotten her shit off and these other celebrities, Snoop included, would have just like ignored her and just not said anything and let her just say what she wants and it fades out. But now that it is here, again, I hope that everybody who has paid attention to this scandal, like being reintroduced and all these things, doesn't let that be your lasting memories of him. Let the, uh, the passionate loving father, mama mentality, individual that existed. And, Let that be what you remember. And me. I will say a couple closing words on this topic. One is from that moment, literally from that moment, and when Kobe started having daughters, so even before that moment when that whole bullshit was going on, Kobe literally dedicated every moment, every moment he had on this planet 
that he was not on a basketball court, if you keep up with this human being, to pushing forward female sports, pushing forward just like empowerment of women in general. Like he, he was the first person that you've seen in the public eye. Like I'm talking about celebrities yeah. now. Obviously we know people on like our day to day, but like that took the title of girl dad and wore it the most proudly you've For ever sure. seen. You think somebody, like we're not gonna go into what you think or what you speculate because there's facts to this situation. There's Supporting the women's uh, national, uh, women's national soccer team before anybody right. else did. Every woman's sport. Like if you went to, like I follow Kobe on social media for a long time. If you go down his social media, every prominent woman that has done anything in sports for the last decade, he has tweeted about. Mm-hmm. He's gone out of his way so he could talk about. He introduces his daughters because these are role models he wants, for young women. Because he wants them to look up to these women and try to be like these women. And so, that being said, we're gonna jump back into Gail for a tiny bit for the last closing statement. Gail King, you worked with somebody who had multiple multiple cases your co-host on an earlier show on cbs multiple cases of sexual misconduct reported against him to the point that he got fired from a station fired from the station and when you were asked about this human being you said there are always two sides to the story and you see you don't want to vindicate the victims but you do see the sunshine when it comes to that person right those are her words so when it comes to that person, because that was a close friend of yours, we've already seen how Oprah handles Harvey Weinstein in regards to how she talks about him versus the fact that Michael Jackson's already been all he's been dead. And they're the two people running the Michael Jackson documentaries and shit that are coming out mm-hmm. after a man has died as well. And it's also like regardless of how you feel about these people, sometimes you just have to look at yourself in the mirror and see how you are acting in a certain situation. You see how that's going to push your fuck ass legacy forward. So. That I mean, being said, I don't. Believe, I'm done speaking on Gail King. Was, you can get your last. Show I was up. just gonna say, I don't necessarily. No, I'm. I don't believe in cancel culture, but me personally, because I don't. I don't. It's all personal, by the way. Okay. I'm not gonna indulge in anything having. Because I don't. Thing. I don't believe in cancel culture. But again, personally, I know I'm not going to indulge in fucking Gail King anymore. Not like I even really did any. But I'm I would def- watch her interviews. I'm not gonna uh, lie. I'm like her R. Kelly one was fire. I'm definitely not though. But uh, that's just me personally. Everybody do what they will with like the world because at the end of the day, I don't believe in canceling. I don't believe in mass censorship for certain things. I believe in you know letting stupid people. I don't want to say stupid people because I don't even want to like t- uh, say bad things about her. But I believe in people who want to say their, get their shit off. Let let them get their shit off. But then you look at them for who they are and know if you want to be a part of it or not. And that will speak measures about you if anything else. So let that shit exist. But I'm not taking it, being a part of it. But moving forward, you know, in some iconic basketball news, and I mean to really kick it off, I saw someone talking about how Leslie dropped 101 points Bro, in a half in, a half in, in high, high school. school. And the, they, she legit made the other team quit because they didn't want to play anymore. That's different. She would have broken uh, Reggie Miller's sister. And I'm, I'm really fucking up not know, remembering uh, Reggie Miller's sister's name right now, which is bad because she was the best basketball player in their family. But she was about <laughs> to break. And coming from that family, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's mm-hmm. different. We know Hall of Famer Reggie Miller, like, what he's what he's capable of, one of the greatest shooters of all time, yes, iconic sir. player. But make that's different, man. Make bro, girls quit. Bro, she broke the, spirits. No, bro. The the record for scored in a game in that state or it was in the nation or the state whatever, this was, was 105. And they really 
quit. They begged That was the, the nation. Yeah. They begged the coach to let them stay on and just let her score a couple more baskets so she could break the record. And she said it still crushed her to this day because like she was they, they just quit. They literally quit at half because they didn't want to play against someone that could score a hundred points. I gotta see fucking, the tape from this game. In a fucking game. I'm not gonna lie. I, somebody has the That's video. That's 16 out there. minutes. I gotta see the video. 16 minutes. 35 free throws. <laughs> a bucket and a half. But moving on to other basketball-related news because we're coming up on All-Star Weekend. Yes, sir. Well, some of the most entertaining, but not... I mean, you never expect, like, crazy shit, but it is an entertaining time in basketball. So I'm excited for All-Star Weekend. I'm never really as... I'm, I'm least excited for the three-point contest. I hope Dan snaps in it, though, but so I'm not excited that. about that either. Yeah, because you see players that are, like, quality shooters really not even always perform. It's just like a toss of the day. But there are certain things that I am excited for, like the All-Star game being one. And we know the different format that they're implementing. Bro, Jesus. No, I just said kind Jesus. Of, I meant DJ has a mental issue, bro. This nigga was talking about Four loco Seltzers. Bro, shut up. Nigga's <laughs> <laughs> kidding Four Locos. It's 2020. <laughs> but I still, I, I'll dabble here and there. Not oh, yeah, I forgot. Time. You're the other nasty I, I, don't, I don't drink them like you think I drink no, them. this nigga drink Four Locos every weekend. I don't. Ladies, I'm don't not, hit him up. I'm not going to He's let gonna that He's going to buy you a Four loco. I don't believe that. <laughs> But and, and don't pop out here either, DJ. Go back in your room. <laughs> <Don't>. right. <laughs> I'm with you though. But I'm not buying four locos that often. But anyway, like we said, with the All Star Game being uh, the Y'all format, never draft the format again. being changed, uh, the teams are looking a little spooky though. I'm not gonna lie, Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul over Devin Booker. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I do believe it. I do believe it. For the Russell Westbrook, Westbrook for sure. That's cool. I'll give him. And he's been playing. Kind of nutty recently. Out of his mind. But Chris Paul, I'm not giving him that. That was an honorary. You've been in this league and too influential for too long. Chris Paul's not performing the same way as Devin Booker. I I think it's only because he's performing decent and playing well and doing good in clutch minutes, but their team is winning. No, that's Devin Booker is on a a team of habitual losers. But you have to think about it like (laughs) this, too. I understand the Chris Paul decision. Don't get me wrong. There are definitely more teams on more names on the team East that I would have literally just said, Booker, you're on East. You know what I'm saying? I would have been like, Bill, you got to take one of these niggas. Because yeah. like Chris Paul is leading a team of young players to the playoffs. And at the end of the yeah. day, he may not be playing like 30 points a game, but he's clearly their leader and clearly coming up for them when it's showtime. And so the fact that he's taking a team of name the other four players on his the starting five. Yeah, and they're going to the playoffs <laughs> is is enough for me to say, all right, Chris Paul. And on top of the honorary, and he's been minted in this. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, he deserves the all-star, for hey, sure. Shea Gilgis is a budding legend. But uh, honestly, you're right, though. So I'm, I'm really just the Booker stand who wants to see this man be an all-star at a point. They gave D-Lo before Booker. You hate to see it. That's no, nasty. but I'm not going to say that either. Because, no, again... I want to see D-Lo win. The, the, the Nets that year oh, yeah, were turning sure. the fuck up sure. off of who? Off of who? D-Lo and Dinwiddie? Oh my god. First off, Dinwiddie, like, fuck D-Lo. Not fuck D-Lo, but him aside, Dinwiddie and Levert, really some budding fucking uh, names themselves, but... For sure. There's some budding names, bro. I hope Dinwiddie goes to another team, but, like, I love seeing those niggas Hey, man, I'm down to see you on the Pelicans. Oh, for sure. Please come over to New Orleans. But I love seeing those people win, for sure. But Devin Booker and Bradley Beal, for sure, got robbed. But go ahead and let people know Team Giannis is fraudulent team, so we could talk about the good team, Team LeBron. Bro, it was funny, though, seeing the picket. So Team Giannis has, for starters, Joel Embiid, Pascal Siakam, uh, Kemba Walker, and Trey Young. That starting, that start, those starters are five. But for his bench, not as much depth compared to the other side. This man got Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton, nice. And all, all these guys are all-stars, so I don't even have to say they're good. You know they're fucking good. But he has 
Chris Middleton, uh, Bam uh, Adebayo, Rudy Gobert. Most fraudulent guy in the NBA. Uh, I don't want to talk about Gobert right now, but continue. Al Horford's most fraudulent. <laughs> yeah. Kyle Lowry, Brandon Ingram. Shout out to the uh, most improved coming up. Shout out to the guy. And Donovan Mitchell. But Team LeBron, you can read off these names. Team LeBron starters. <laughs> LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, Luka Doncic, and James Harden. It's game's cut. over. It's cut. Game's over. It's cut. All right, now let's get to the reserves. Damian Lillard, Mr. Logan. game's over. Ben Simmons, game's over. Nikola Jokic, okay. Jason Tatum, cool. Chris Paul, cool. Russell Westbrook, cool. And DeMontis Sabonis. I don't think you give Jokic the type of credit he deserves because that man's fucking nasty, bro. He just looks like he's playing in slow motion, so nothing he does looks cool. But it's all so nice. Jokic is the one European I'm going to let them sell to me. Because the one European I'll let them sell to me because of the fact that out of my list, obviously there's so many five Europeans in the fucking NBA, but there I have a short list of Europeans that I think are frauds that the NBA is trying to push down our throats. And Jokic, I'm gonna take off that list. He is five. He's he literally is, three things. No, he's a bucket, a dime, or a foul every time. And he's good at basketball. I'm gonna give it to him. But niggas never in their life. I don't want anybody who watches basketball ever again to walk up to me and say Rudy Gobert is an all star. Anyways, continue. But that aside, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they perform. I'm really ready to see Ice trade again, you know what I'm saying? Pull up and just kill niggas. Because this is really what people aren't expecting. This is one of those, like, he's on a team of habitual losers, yes. But you can't see an all-star game with the Trae Young that's playing right now not be involved in it. Because I wouldn't believe you. Oh, that'd be a fire game, to be honest. And so, like, we're not going to get too much into all the details of All-Star Weekend because of the fact that we'll talk about most of it, like, mm. w- w- in, after it happens and or yeah. in, coming, in coming next week. But we're at least going to get into the All-Star Celebrity game because this shit looks hilarious it's definitely some of the names i i usually don't even like to tune into the celebrity game past the age of like 12 for because sure because it's just not quality basketball but Jadena's on the team and yeah. he's nigerian so we felt like we needed to talk about it this time <laughs> there's just certain people on here that i have to see play like bad bunny <laughs> oh gotta see bad bunny what <laughs> they got bad bunny hannibal burris i don't i gotta see how what his jump shot looks like because it's, I know it's not going to look Bro, good. I can't even keep a straight face talking about Hannibal anymore. But anyways, continue. <laughs> they got Chance the Rapper. <laughs> <laughs> Chance already know has a bad jump no, shot. You think- and I'm going to be so happy cheering it on every time it goes up you in the air. after that album, he's going to try to give niggas buckets because people joked on him? I really hope he's practiced because <laughs> the jokes are going to be coming out flying. This is no disrespect. I love Chance, man. I love Chance with all my heart. It's you like, but I he does Chance. not seem like he hoops. Bro, he doesn't seem like he's ever picked up a basketball. <laughs> Taylor Bennett. Of course, I don't know if that was just... Nah, shout out to Taylor Bennett. We're just going to continue. That's cool. Uh, and I'm excited to see Ronnie 2K. <laughs> I'm you can't, ex- no, you can't no. be that involved with a game dedicated to basketball and not know how to hoop. No, this is what I'll say about Ronnie 2K. Okay. I've never seen him play, though. I am happy for him. As a basketball fan, because if you've loved basketball your whole life, you know, to be a part of something like a 2K sports, you're completely involved in basketball, you know, being a part of like an all-star game would be, you know, a dream. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A hope. So obviously on a happy firm standpoint, this Bro, is it's, 20, it's there for me. This like is, it being a celebrity in the celebrity game would be one of the things we got to do. And I would never want to be on your team. One of I the biggest accolades ass. that I could ever have for like, sure for myself personally. Because you just love basketball. I love it. Bro, it's like I have to be on the other team, too, so I could bust your ass. Like for sure, that'd be on nuts. national that'd, TV. That'd be oh nuts. my goodness! Because I'd really have to mamba you up. What if we just ISOed the whole time? Like the game was only like forty points because we were the only people shooting. Everyone's getting pissed. They're like, bro, I got a touch. Give me a, give me like, a fucking pass. touch. Pass the ball. Ass. 
<laughs> but like Ronnie 2K, I have to lead with love because 2020 Chuka is going to start leading with love always. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, good guy. That being said, this nigga about to be embarrassed. Oh my god. This nigga about to get embarrassed. And it's about to be hilarious because Ronnie 2K for me... I feel like he's going to be like half of the Twitter basketball analysts that you know have ne- <laughs> never hooped before in their life and are just about to see uh, something so different when they're on a bas- when they're actually on a basketball court and not sitting behind a computer screen just talking shit about NBA players. They're going to be like, "Damn, this three-pointer seems far as fuck away." <laughs> Is this what NBA range is? All right, Dame, Mr. Logo, I see what you're doing. Oh, my goodness. I'm like, I got to up Dame's three-point rating. <laughs> He's going to go adjust people's ratings after the game. He'll be like, this is harder than it looks, a layup. He's going to start talking like, look, y'all, I know this is controversial, but might need to bump it up a few points. There are shooters out here. <laughs> he goes back into the staff meeting like, just so y'all know, dribbling between the legs. He's hit the the double crossover. That shit nuts. But that's all I really had to say on the fact. I'm just excited for you know any like I said, man. The NBA is just so such a a beautiful organization and basketball, such a beautiful sport. So any cool shit that happens for it, you already know I'm excited. Like, and we need Clay and Steph back so badly. I know so badly, and KD. I know we're not even going to talk about it, but. There was a, a little bit of something that I wanted to talk on that I completely forgot, so I'm not even just going to try and throw it into the podcast now. But one of these days when I make turn convert Chuka into being uh, a more thorough supporter of the UFC and follower, <laughs> we will have these discussions. I'm coming. I'm coming soon. <laughs> promise y'all. But, I mean, that's all I really had for this week. Other than that, just once again doubling down on the shout-out to black people for this. Like, one, they gave us the tiniest month all year, all 12 months are Black History Month for me, obviously, as a fucking black person. But shouts out to being able to recognize these people. And we may carry on this tradition whenever we just feel like mm-hmm. it past this month in general. History that will never be forgotten as long sure. as I'm here. And there's like, if you really go and look into the history of most prominent things in American history, at least, it's cra- not just American history, of course, but we obviously are Americans, but like... Most prominent things are attached to a black person. Mm-hmm. Like it's like the the face that you've seen throughout your whole life and their aid, the person that actually did all the work and told the face, a lot of the times was a black person. Like it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like doing a lot of these back end research on a lot of history we're not actually taught in school has taught me so much more about my community that I've just fallen more and more in love with, of course. But like all podcasts this month, once again, this podcast is dedicated to the legend himself, Kobe being Bryant. Oh, RIP to that legend, RIP to Gigi, and all other parties involved. Do you have any last closing words? My last closing words, again, if you enjoy the podcast, go ahead and make sure to uh, share it with family and friends, the people that you think might be interested in too, because you know we're still a growing community out here, and we love to have everyone involved that fucks with us because genuinely when i still hear it to this day different friends or uh friends of friends and things like that that listen to podcasts or people i haven't talked to them forever randomly like i'll see and they'll be like oh i like your podcast that touches my heart and I, i'd love to grow this community because it's just like i lo- just like i was talking to chuka earlier i feel like what we're doing here is different from just like trying to be personalities or whatever with uh with a base of listeners like no we want to form a community and so again Aww, look at good guy as go he's trying to get y'all back because he knows y'all came over to team chuka i don't believe it <laughs> but again so just uh make sure to like comment subscribe share do whatever but on, on the, that note my name is chuka my name is Ezigo, and this is the, the off space, space, space yes sir space. and we live